Hello and welcome to a brand new episode after our holiday little break vacation. Um, we're going to have some fun tonight. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Of course, Tim wants to start it off with some sad news. So that is how we're starting it off tonight. Um, but uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching our YouTube, for watching us game wherever you see us, FOMOcast or FOMOcast Gaming. Just check us out. We really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you check us out. Facebook.com slash FOMOcast. We have our group tied to that as well. We have uh, FB.GG slash FOMOcast Gaming is the gaming page that I use. Tim streams on TC Mendo on Twitch. I also stream on Twitch under FOMOcast Gaming. Um, and then we have our TikTok, which is FOMOcast Gaming. We have our Twitter, FOMO underscore cast. And we have our um, FOMO pod, which is our Instagram. And check out our YouTube. Search FOMOcast. Has me unboxing some stuff. Got some cool stuff coming up here pretty soon. I'm going to start unboxing stuff for the streaming as well. I got some cool stuff coming out. So um, say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. So Tim's got a nice headset now. It sounds really good. Push the right. mic a little closer to your face. Uh, I think it looks, looks better there. There you go. Okay, Look at that. There we go. There, there we go. Um, live. So your live live changes. So um, the first thing we're going to talk about: uh, two deaths happened recently. Uh, technically, actually three. I'm going to mention the third one. Tim probably doesn't know who she is, but I do, and she's one of my favorite. Um, oh, first, yeah, I think I, I think I might know. First Thank was you for the, reminding the, me. The big one for me was uh, Tommy Lasorda passed. Um, he'd actually been in the hospital for a minute, and he actually was released shortly before he passed. Not sure if that has anything to do with it. You know, who knows what really, ha- you know, happens. But um, he probably was the first famous manager that everyone knew for basically being out there and yelling and screaming. And wasn't he the one that famously was yelling at the umpire and the umpire was smiling? And basically the reason why he was laughing was because he was just basically saying BS. He's like, I have to come out here and I can make it look like I'm yelling at you. You know, my wife's gonna make me dinner tonight. It's gonna be, you know. So he was, he was a very oh, rambunctious and yeah. fun manager. Lots of stories about him, and he bled Dodger blue. Sixty years he's with the organization, and he got to see them win one last World Series um, before he passed. Um, so that was some sad news to start it all off. Um, and how how old was he? Was he in his nineties yet? Um, I think so. Uh, I'm trying to get it here i think i think he was like 93 or something like that uh 20 he was born in 1927 and died in 2021 so yeah because if he bore if he 93 yeah 93 yeah so he was 93 um oh i said it right there long life um he loved the game of baseball and he was actually at you know every single game in the playoffs you would see him there so um so for for me growing up as a Dodgers fan it was kind of you know obviously I'm not I mean I don't know I'm not like it wasn't something that was like oh it's devastating even though it was you know what I mean it's not like it was a person I grew up with you know by the time that I was old enough to really understand baseball he really was taking a back seat to it and I really just saw him in the highlight clips because they still had those when you know we were doing stuff but you know 
So that was, you know, a sad. Um, the one that most people won't know, uh, I can't, I don't know if it's, is it Tanya or Tanya? I think it's, Tanya. I could, I think it's Tanya. Yeah. I think it's Tanya. Cause it's, that's what it reminds me of the uh, 104.1, the Hawk. Her, her name is Tanya. Yeah. Uh, but Tanya Roberts. Um, so most of you who are listening to this podcast would know her as Donna's mom from that 70s show. Um, she went on to not really do anything else. They were saying she, she was, she was doing like um, those almost, almost like cameo before cameo where she would do phone calls with her fans and talk to them and stuff like that. But she wasn't really acting. I want to say she was like an activist or maybe like a, not really an activist, but like healthy eating and stuff like that. So she passed as well. And there was a bunch of controversy surrounding it because yeah. She was reported as being dead the day before she actually died or two days before she actually died. And um, the problem was, I mean, if your significant other, the person you've been with forever, it was her partner who basically said that, that she, she was she had passed. Well, things were get, things get confusing. Because, I mean, you're already overwhelmed. You're already kind of out of it. She wasn't in good condition. And I guess what they were trying to say, oh, excuse me, was that she was on her, she was on her way out, and he took it as she had passed, told everyone, and she wasn't, and then she did die the day after they cleared everything up. Um, no speculation on that one either. Um, the last one, who do you think the last one is that it died? Was it the um, gal from Police Academy? Yes, it was Marion yep. Ramsey. Yeah, who, I remember her name. she was seventy three. So Tanya Roberts was only sixty five, but wow, Marion Ramsey was seventy three, and she was the mousy woman who was barely saying anything, barely saying anything. You couldn't hear her anything, and then when high she would pull voice. her gun, she was super high pitch. She'd pull her gun out, and she had a deep, loud voice, and she would yell. And I always thought, as a kid, I thought that was the funniest thing because kind of reminded me of my mom, where. You know, she wouldn't say anything. She'd be quiet. And then all of a sudden, she's yelling at you in the deepest, loudest, scariest voice. And so um, three people passing and uh, very sad news for all of them. You know, our our thoughts are with all of their family. Um, and, uh, you know, we don't want to take it from a zero to 17. But the next thing up on the list, I should probably should put that. Should put Do that you know what, uh, what the gal from um, Police Academy, what she died of? Um, I was just curious if you knew. I saw it pop up, but I didn't read the article or whatnot. I was just like, "Oh my gosh, another one." Um, it's not been determined, but she had been sick recently, is what it said. Man. I mean, it, it's tough because obviously with COVID, everything might have a COVID tie. You don't know, you know. And I'm not going to speculate because some people are very like, "Oh no, you you can't say that when it's not." It. I'm like, "Hey, you know what? I'm I'm just looking at what it is. I'm not going to." It is what it is. And especially in this day and age, you don't know that. You know, anybody doesn't know. And they might want to, you know, do all the proper precautions so that way they know exactly what it is. Right. Um, so they probably just say one thing they, or the other. They probably do know if it was or not. They're just not going to say anything as of yet because, um, you know, notifying next to kin of what happened. And, and maybe, I mean, how do we know there's not any issues from what happened? There could be a problem, you know, maybe, maybe if she did have COVID and she, 
other people were exposed or there's so much stuff that could basically, you know, so we're, we're not going to speculate. Um, the next item though, I'm so excited about, I'm sorry. I'm talking so deep and loud, but so I had been seeing ads for this, um, documentary, I'll call it. Um, and I wasn't sure what to feel about it because the person they're mentioning was kind of like an icon in the eighties and it's uh Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi from Karate Kid. And, um, the trailer, I literally, I shared the trailer, the article, the trailer, and Tim commented like two seconds after, Oh my, this looks, this looks fantastic. And the reason why I like it is it's, it's a Netflix documentary. And I think they kind of did it because of the Cobra Kai show is doing so well on Netflix. Um, but it's the documentary is called more than Miyagi, the Pat Morita story. And you get a little glimpse in like one of my favorite parts was you could tell they were all enjoying talking about him. And then you could feel their pain when they talked about his pain, you know, talking about how he was an alcoholic and a drug addict and all this different stuff. And what was crazy is that they were saying that when he got his start, that he basically didn't understand that whenever you did comedy, you had to have a new routine. So he would keep booking the same shows and doing the same exact routine. Couldn't figure out why people weren't laughing. And for me, that was kind of the coolest aspect was I didn't know he was a comedian. I didn't know that's how he started out was being on like, like not talent shows, but like uh night, night, night shows kind of like old, back in the day, you know, yeah. in the sixties. 50s and 60s the version of the tonight show stuff like that yeah like johnny um, carson and Sullivan yeah show and all of that it's it's so fascinating and when, when i was watching it it's intriguing it draws you in it has almost like a horror film type aspect to it like that's what it felt like for a second that you're seeing all these images flash before your eyes you're watching him drinking you can see him feel horrible and it just it's it's so crazy especially he passed away in 2005 that's crazy yeah. 16 yep. years ago, he passed away. Yep, uh, exactly. And it was bad, too, because, like they say, kind of towards not the end, but, um, you know, there once he rose to fame and whatnot, and even the actors are like, it's like, hey, I, I'm scared to work with him because I don't know if he's going to fall off the stage or anything like that. And you, you hear one of them talk about it um, in the trailer. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, my, oh, my gosh. And like you said, same thing. I didn't know he started out as uh, a comedian. uh as well so it's cool to see that and especially him you know before you know more than miyagi you know before him um coming up and doing that and i think he was also in the remake of babes in toyland i think he was the toy master or something he was in that yeah you kind of see him in like one or two other things um but like i said obviously everybody knows him from um the karate kid so it'd be definitely interesting to see that it looks like it's going to be um a good documentary on on it and you know hopefully you know it kind of paints him well it it looks like it paints him in a good picture and does tells the whole story and isn't you know really one-sided or not or it it looks like they got people who are close to him in different times and um yeah uh my favorite thing so for those who haven't watched how i met your mother billy zapka uh who plays the bad guy i can't remember his name in karate kid like there's a russo what no, so, I mean I'm sorry, not Larusso. Jesus, um, um, you think of it, but so 
in How I Met Your Mother, that's Neil Patrick Harris's Barney's character's favorite person is him because if you actually look at everything, like they they show like a, a highlight reel about how uh, Danny San is the villain in it, and it's not uh, whatever his name is, Billy Zapka's character. So that who that's who. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris wants to be in his wedding and all that stuff like that because he that's his hero and seeing you know um, uh, Ralph Macchio and Billy Zapka two very familiar faces from Cobra Kai from Karate Kid talking about their time with him and how someone had such a big impact because you got to think people forget like everyone's always like oh you know Kevin Hart and The Rock are best friends and I'm like, they, they, they probably see each other once a year you know what I mean mm-hmm. When they're doing a movie together, they're together for a lot of time. But you're bouncing around constantly unless there are some people like um, uh, who's the uh, Daniel Day Lewis when he was supposedly he's supposedly retired. But when he was acting, he would take very few roles. So maybe he had more times to be with around his friends and whatnot. But you're bouncing around and just to see the impact that he had on them in a short period of time um, is amazing because you could tell how fondly they are talking about him. And just so you know, I, I'll add to this, Ralph Macchio did pay, post two days ago on his Facebook page, I guess the new season they filmed some scenes in uh, Okinawa, and like you could feel him saying, he goes, this is, this is the way we can get Mr. Miyagi, into, this is my way of getting Mr. Miyagi into the film, and it felt like they are almost paying tribute to Pat Morita for his character he played in the movie and bringing him into this franchise. So, you know... I'm gonna watch it. It's on um, on Netflix. Did you say when it was coming out on Netflix? I didn't see when it was when it was coming out. On. It didn't even because the trailer just abruptly end. And the, normally Netflix has like a big old deal on it. They don't normally just let it end like that. They'll have like a, the Netflix thing scroll and it'll say, "Oh, it starts this date." Um, yeah. So Tim's gonna look that. Let me know. Um, yeah, <laughs> and the and the guy's name is Johnny Lawrence. Johnny uh, Lawrence in the, yep, in the Johnny show. Johnny Lawrence. Okay. Uh, release date is February fifth, okay, of twenty twenty one. So mark and, on your uh, calendars because it's going to be a good one. And and just to hit on your point, like you're saying on Cobra Kai, because I finished the whole season um, uh, already, the new season already. It's something me and the wife love to watch. Um, but there was, I think, at least a good two or three episodes in there. I know a good two. Um, that they do go back to um, Okinawa and visit the village where Mr. Miyagi was from, and a lot of flashbacks to um, Karate Kid 2, and even some um, characters get brought back from that. Uh, Which I didn't know they filmed that in Hawaii. Movie as well. They filmed that, that in Hawaii. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's closer than going to okinawa well yeah and that's what that's what uh, ralph macchio said he goes this felt just like when we were in hawaii but this is actually okinawa and they use japanese crews to help them film so i thought that was kind of cool yeah. look no, up ralph macchio's it, facebook page because it's kind of cool to see him interacting with the people around there it's it's pretty awesome yeah no it was it was a good um tribute to him and learning more of like the whole Cobra Kai series, you learn more of the background of different characters mm-hmm. um, and how it formed them to how they were not only in the Karate Kid and especially now, mm-hmm. um, especially in Cleese uh, in the new season. And uh, like you said, and with um, Mr. Miyagi and the backstory of him, I mean, you get some of it in 
uh, Karate Kid 2, but even more so um, in the Cobra in the Kai in, in the middle of the, of the season. So that's that's good to uh, know. <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. Now, if you guys do watch it, let us know all of our social media platforms, like we mentioned in the beginning, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. You can even comment on my TikTok. Do what you want. Um, but I will mention, since we're talking about stuff debuting, um, one thing that I am super stoked for, I want to watch this movie so bad. It's called The King of Staten Island. And it is, it's not on our agenda. I was just thinking about it because I just saw the ad today. Um, it's on HBO Max now. It was a paper, pay-per-view one. It was a video on demand. It's called The King of Staten Island. And it stars... Um, That's the one with Pete Davidson in it? Pete Davidson. That yes. was like a long time ago, wasn't it? No. That was released last year. King of Staten Island was released last year. And it was supposed to go to theaters, I believe, but it looked amazing because basically what the story is, is he's a screw up. He has tattoos all over him. He's not going to be anything. His mom meets another a new guy and that guy is a firefighter. And that's what his dad was. And his dad died on 9-11. So it's his like coming of age story. Like, what are you going to do with your life? And it has him going through the firehouse. So it is on HBO Max. Please watch it because it looks amazing. Um, Pete Davidson his roles I, i'm loving it. like everyone hates him on saturday night live but if you see him in an actual movie or a show he's really really good and i've been watching him on interviews with regular people and he's a very intelligent person so i just thought i'd throw that in real quick because i thought it was but it looks like a good movie so i will be watching it and it has steve buscemi can't go wrong with steve buscemi did you um, speaking of 9-11 and firefighter steve buscemi was, was a firefighter, firefighter and well no he wasn't a firefighter then he he went no, to he, his he went to his firehouse to help yeah. out when it happened. Yeah. Cause he yeah. was in New York, which was, which was in, in New York and was one of the engines on it. I did not know that, but that was, that was, yeah. Cool. There was a picture of him really young. That's where he started out. He was yeah. a firefighter and they actually, he went, I don't know if he went down there and actually helped, but he helped out the firehouse and I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And his young picture looks exact. I mean, there's no doubt it's Steve Buscemi. I mean, he has a unique <laughs> facial features, but, yeah, it looked just like him, uh, but in a black and white picture. Yeah. Um, the next thing we have is kind of, we don't have really too much info about it, but um, an Indiana Jones game is being teased by Bethesda. And I actually liked the way they did it. What they did was they had the camera pan over a desk with all these, like, you know, maps and paperwork. And what it did was that when it finally got over to the last frame, it stops on a whip. So you're like, oh, there you go. Indiana Jones. So I'm feeling it's going to be like an uncharted style thing because um, I think Bethesda knows, well, since, since Microsoft owns Bethesda, I believe they're, they know that they need to get their own version of uncharted out there because if they don't have that, then what are they going to do to, to come combat? You know, cause I'm not going to lie. Whenever a new uncharted game comes out, it's always the best seller that year because everyone loves uncharted. No matter how many times they make it, it's going to be number one. So I think this is their like answer to everything. So we'll see how it goes. Um, the next one, which half was kind of known half wasn't. Um, so Deadpool three was confirmed. It was going to get made. And then through the, through the grapevine, people were hearing, yeah, it's going to be rated R. And then now the biggest news is, is that it's going to be in the MCU. And for people that don't know, the reason why this is so big, com combined with something else, the next item on our list, Tim, there's something I have to tell you about that connects everything so much. It's insane. 
So Deadpool deals mostly in the comics with, he deals with everybody, but mostly with the X-Men. Um, one of my favorite ones is there is a comic where Deadpool and I think it's Spider-Man run around pretending to be other superheroes and chasing each other, playing tag and making people look stupid. And then like there's, I have one where Deadpool is neighbors with Hawkeye and he begs to go trick or treating with him. Like there's all that kind of stuff. But what this does making it in the MCU is this en- enables everybody to have minor mutant characters in it from the X-Men universe. So we can slowly start bringing them into the MCU Mind you, I have a very strong feeling Deadpool is going to show up in one of the next movies coming out from Marvel and have it be some sort of stupid cameo where he just crosses the screen or whatever, you know, nothing influential. But that's pretty big. But going into the next thing, this is what makes it all even more explosive. So WandaVision debuts on Friday. Now, spoiler alert for this, the last movies that came out, you know, Endgame and Infinity War. Um Vision's dead. And here's the huge thing. So in the comic books, Wanda and Vision, I learned this from Binge Mode, they move to a residential area to start their life together. Now, Vision isn't a real person, so Wanda ends up getting quote-unquote pregnant and having twins, which are just basically they're created by her, her brain. And so when she stops focusing on them, they disappear. So what happens is in rage, she basically alters the universe and it goes from being like a ton of mutants in the world to being like barely any people that have superpowers. So we were talking today and I'm thinking that, so this WandaVision, she's inside of her brain. That's what I think it is. I think it's all a figment of her imagination. We got hints of it in the trailer from Catherine Hahn when she's talking to vision and she tells vision, she goes, you're dead silly. And then she, her, her image like uh, stutters. So like she, her image shifts and it like blends in and it looks weird. So you think, okay, this is probably in Wanda's brain, but what it could also mean is her, maybe she has the reverse effect trying to enclose herself creates more mutants. So we get a lead into mutants through the show. I'm super stoked. I don't want to stay up till midnight, but I am off tomorrow. So I'm going to be streaming probably for three or four hours during the day, playing some games. And then I'm going to do some housework and then I'm going to take a nappy nap and I'm going to wake up at midnight. I'm going to watch it because I am stoked for this. The rumor is they're going to be hour long. I think there's six episodes. I want to say it was, but however many it is, it's going to be amazing. I'm excited for WandaVision, especially because Wanda is a character. I have Scarlet, Witch has been a character that I've really enjoyed. I like the idea of the show, the way that they portrayed it. But what did we learn from the Mandalorian? All of the footage from the trailer was from the first four episodes. So how do we even know any of this stuff takes place outside of the first or second episode? We don't. So Disney is taking it to the next level. I'm super excited. How do you feel, Tim? Uh, I have. You don't know about Marvel stuff. Yeah, I do. All of this that you're talking about is I could see you're really passionate about it and connecting (laughs) um, and seeing, you know, oh, it could be this or actually it could be this as well. Um, And just seeing how passionate you are about it. And I know a lot of other people are. um, So I'm not going to say anything so they don't have to send you any hate mail or whatnot. But um, to be honest, I have, you know, 
absolutely no clue about it. When WandaVision first came out and you started talking about it, I thought it was a, like, TV show. Like, Vision as in, like, TV, not like Vision as in a character. Right, um, right. And which which I, I, think, I, I think kind of that's what they were going for. I think that was what they're kind of going for. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of um, Pleasantville, the movie yes. of that. Yes. How it was, you know, old school, black and white, whatnot. And I thought, you know, WandaVision. I'm like, oh, cool. For some reason, I thought it was going to be about this um, Susie Q homemaker that, you know, uh, that's what it was. And her name was Wanda. And there there you go. And it was about her. <laughs> um, no clue that when it first came out, it had anything to do with, um, you know, Marvel or MCU or, or, or any of that. Absolutely had no clue you had to enlighten me on that. So um, it seems like, you know, it could be like you were saying, ties into other other different things. And especially where it, it, it's interesting to me where a lot of the stuff is her imagination. If he thinks it's there, it'll be there. But if not, then it's not like you are saying with her kids and whatnot. Yep. That's, that's, that's kind of kind of trippy so but i mean it, it well, looks and it's, great it's i'm been, sure they're it's gonna been, it's been proven like her emotions can wreak havoc on different things so like yeah like you said it's gonna be it's gonna be I, i'm super excited for it probably more than i should be but we're gonna see what happens um hey, i mean you stayed up until midnight to watch the mandalorian so you got to keep it going now I here's your, your going. new mandalorian and for those, you know, if, if you are looking forward to certain shows, let us know. I'll do more research on anything you guys want. I'm excited for all these new shows coming out. Tim, if you go to our page, he did post the timeline of all the new Star Wars shows. So there's a lot of stuff coming out. Like I said, go to Facebook.com slash FOMOcast. Go to FOMO underscore cast on Twitter or FOMOpod on Instagram. FOMOcast gaming on TikTok. FB.gg slash FOMOcast gaming everywhere. We're all over. We do have a link tree. It's L-I-N-K tr.ee slash fomocast gaming that has all the links even to our merch store for the gaming stuff so um next this one's just interesting because i i was on the fence of getting this and arnaldo who was our original co my original co-host um he told me quibi was pretty cool and uh roku has announced if you those of you that don't know have a roku or a roku tv there is a roku channel and the roku channel has lots of free stuff on it um it's not the 4K spotlight because the 4K spotlight will link you to other 4K shows and all the apps. This one actually is at stuff on the actual Roku. And they're going to actually have all the Quibi stuff for free on there. People are saying they love the content, but the idea of 9 to 13 minute episodes doesn't do good. Now, when I was younger, I loved watching those stick figure dudes that would do the ones where there was the... Step on a crack, break your mama's back. Remember that one? That was super famous. And you get in the, the you ever remember that one? Okay, I there's a, there's this little one. video of stick figures and the little kids jumping doing hopscotch and goes, step on a crack, break your mama's back. And he steps on a crack and the mom goes ah and she falls over and her back breaks. And huh. and it says step on a line, break your daddy's spine. And he's like no. And he steps on it and he looks, he's fine. And he hears a scream from the neighbor. The neighbor that was mowing his lawn. So, oh, oh my so, God. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where, you know, those were like four to five minutes and they're funny little quippy things. But I don't know how you could do, you know, little the quippy thing. I, I don't I don't even know. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you enjoy it. 
um, we're obviously going to see. And if any of you do like it and you've seen it, shoot us a message, tell us you like the Quibi, and tell us what you liked about the Quibi. We can talk about it too. Now, uh, what, what what kind of shows are on it? I, I see everything. it all the time. They got scary ones. They did new Reno, Reno 911 ones on there. They did a bunch of stuff on there. They had a bunch of original content, a lot. Okay, so it's it's not just um, like you're saying short short ones or whatnot. It's no, just... they're all short. They're all short episodes. They're all nine to thirteen minutes, I believe. Oh, really? So what's with the Reno nine one one one? They would do nine to thirteen minute little shorts. Oh, really? So it's not the actual think... Reno nine one one show. It's just no, it's them. It's all the characters, everything. I think that's where the one where they got the clip from that's been famous on the internet, where it's um, Cedric. Uh, well, I can't remember his name. But he's the big, huge black guy, and he's he's yeah. running up, and she's like, "Officer, officer!" And he's like, "What's wrong?" He goes, "He goes, you call about the kids and the the black kids in the pool?" And she's like, "Yes." And he she he goes, "You know what? I'm sick and tired of you calling about black kids being somewhere they're not supposed to be. What are they doing?" And she's like, "They're drowning." And he goes, "Black babies!" And he runs off. And I think that was from Quibi. It was hilarious. Okay. I could see more of that, but. I don't know the context of it. I don't know if it's like one of those ones because I think Reno Nine One One could do good with that because they used to have the fake video from the dash cams. Yeah, and I think that would actually be pretty funny to have fake dash cam video from them. <laughs> that's that's what I thought it was like where the one where it's telling them walk the line. She's like, okay, yeah. one hip, shake, 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 two hip, hip yeah, yeah. Hip, yep, shake. Hip shake shake yeah yeah and, and then, then finally pivot, at the end and he's like oh man yeah. you, you got me if I wasn't drunk and she's like oh and like, yeah yeah. Okay. Exactly. I, okay, I got you. Yeah. So we'll. I don't know. I need to watch it and see when we'll give you a review when it's out fully. I don't know what's out yet. Um, this next thing. So this article was super misleading. So they the article says the office themed pricing for Peacock. That's not the case at all. That's not even close to the case. So basically, what the what Peacock is doing is they have tiered plans, and it has nothing to do with the office they just they just made it look like that because the office is so big people are coming there so you actually the free tier you do get like um one day i was watching it and they had like you know a bunch of hell's kitchen and then a bunch of office and they have all these different networks they have live news all that stuff but then they also have you can get certain shows for free on the actual app so the first two seasons are available on peacock for free for the office we don't get any of the bonuses which they released a brand new bonus from the last season the last episode they literally released it two weeks ago i think of uh hank the guy who played hank well his name is hank on the show who actually passed away um i think a couple years ago now uh but he passed away and they had this this the prank where he's morpheus well actually he could he's Morpheus from the Matrix cousin Dorpheus, and it's a hilarious extra that's only available on Peacock. Well, now online, but they have a lot of stuff that's not. People don't know. If you go and you get it on Apple, they have the full threat level midnight movie on there. So that's cool. So this thing, basically, what they say is for $4.99, it's called Peacock Premium, and you get all the seasons and all the bonuses. And the only difference you get with Peacock Premium Plus is it's $9.99, it's the same as premium, but with no ads, which, I mean, you would think you get something extra out of it. The way they wrote the article, it was just super confusing. I'm like, I don't like this. This doesn't make any sense. That's so, so the office, obviously office is now off of Netflix. Right. So this theme pricing 
is just specifically for the office or for Peacock no, in general? It's just Peacock in general. They made it sound like it was just for the that office, it but it's not. Just for the office. Oh. Yeah. It's it's crazy how that with all the different tiers and everything on it, I mean, I guess all of them have tiers, whether, like you said, it's a free or a premium, and then they're like, hey, people don't like commercials. Let's charge even more, and they don't get commercials for it. Um, Which is crazy but, to me because I remember when Hulu, it was Hulu, uh, what was it? It was called Hulu Plus. Yeah. And it was free. Like you get everything else was free online. You just Hulu Plus, you could get it on your phone. I think it was what it was. That was different or something else. I can't remember. But now Hulu, just to get the TV, is is uh, $65 to get the live TV. Yeah, that's not bad. $65? That ain't for, worth it, man. For the for Hulu, the TV? For live TV, $65. Oh, uh, just, well, I mean, that's pretty much what I play for YouTube TV. Yeah, see, I'll just watch it later. I'm cool. I'm cool with well, that. Well, I mean, on that, I mean, and, and, I mean, that all depends on what you want to watch. Right. You know, True. For, for like, for True. me and the wife, if I was to subscribe for every. You know, like a Peacock or was it NBC and all of them have their own shoot. Mm-hmm. I just paying, you know, outrageous like what cable was. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's all. I mean, I guess I would say that's on par with the other programs. But like you said, with that, you know, if you don't watch all, a lot of it, might as well just just wait for it or get your get your parents or in-laws password and do it that way. Yeah, it it yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens with it. They probably they might make some changes. I know Disney Plus is going up. All those ones are going up. Um, I did look ahead to see because I'll probably cancel my Hulu and then merge my Hulu with my Disney Plus kind of thing. Do that. Oh um, but, yeah. But we'll see. Um, the next thing we'll add to it, or oh, they nerfed today too. But Call of Duty community suspicious after Warzone duo gets high kills. Now, Tim can explain a little more because he did research on this because Tim's the research man. Well, I did some research on it, but what it, it, you know, a lot of people, especially with, uh, was it a certain website that you go to, um, you could see how strong your lobby is. And when I say strong, how many basically good players are are in it? Um, Mm -hmm. Are you in, you know, the top 1%, the top five percent ten percent you know whatever it is so obviously if you have a weaker lobby and you're a decent to good player you're going to do well in it um and so these guys uh it's it was a duo so two guys and they got a um in a weak lobby now whether they got in there like actually legitimately which i doubt it because you know, there's and the thing that stinks is you get a lot of PC players um, that'll route through an IP in uh, in different areas so they could, you know, basically kind of cheat the system. Yep. You know, if, if you if you want to say it like that, that's 100 um, percent what it is. You don't, I, you don't need to mince words. It's what it, what it is. Yeah. And I was even reading an article today that I don't know a lot of like uh PlayStation, well, on mine it was PlayStation because I used to play PlayStation. 
um, and Xbox are taking off cross-platform because of all the cheating that's going on with the PC players. Not necessarily with that, but with downloading software, um, and you don't even have to aim at the just be in the general area, and you shoot the person, um, and it it gets hits on them. Uh, or aim shows... assist. They have aim assist. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that um, Xbox and PlayStation had aim assist. And Connor from ConCon's Cantina, um, he was telling me about that the other day, and he was like, "Yeah, man." He goes, "That's." He goes, "Do you, do you not have it turned on?" And I go, "I don't know." I'm like, "I don't not." I'm not looking for that. He's like, yeah, I'm it turned on. It's 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 standard. It's standard. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it, and it's not like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm I mean, you still got to get on the guy. It kind of just moves your crosshairs just a little bit where this one it's you don't even have to be anywhere kind of close to him. You just have to be in the general area and you shoot and it hits them. And there's other ones where it shows you exactly where every player is on the map and what they're health is so you know if you're close to a guy and he's got low health um you could go over and kill him i mean like anything with the pc you could download and cheat your way if you a know what you're doing and b if you want to to pay for it um but anyway so on these guys and on the website that you could go to um now they have since taken it off it would show you how strong your lobby was well these guys were in the bottom one percent so all all of Warzone, they were in the bottom 1%, which is basically people that just started out. Um, and I can't remember how many kills they got um, on it, but, I mean, it was it was a crazy amount. Actually, I still might have the article up. Um, yeah, you can look it up. And the guys who actually created that, they didn't do it maliciously. They legitimately said, they go, people want to know who they're playing against and see what their numbers are. And they did change the format of the app now to where you cannot see the anything beforehand. You can only see after the game, basically. You can see who you're playing yep. against, but you yep. can't see their KD radio ratios. You can't see any of that stuff until after the fact. And yep. then, um, because people were complaining, they go, we didn't intend for this to be, be cheating. They're like, we wanted people to actually... Yeah, a gauge to see what you're playing against and what the lobby is like. Yeah, so the two guys that played it, um, they got a total of 107 kills. So their team KD was 5.28. Um, one kid got 60 kills. Another one got 47 kills. Um, and their difficulty of the lobby was, the, like I said, the bottom 1%. The median uh, KD for that lobby was 0.52 Jeez. so yeah no it, it it was bad and they I basically was... they basically had to kill every single person in the game oh yeah and then kill seven of them uh more times yep yep which i mean when you do play the game for those that don't know there are times where you kill someone i killed one guy when plunder because plunder you can come back more than more than once yeah i killed him three times he called me a slur and it's just because I set it up to where I'm like, well, if the dude's coming back to this door, I'm going to kill him again, whatever. Exactly. And and so you that get, can't happen. I get that. Yeah. And you get people that'll come back and try to either like, oh, maybe he doesn't see me coming in or I had a lot of money. I searched on plunder. I had a lot of money. I'm going to yep. get back and try to get it or I'm going to try to kill him and get his money that he just got or guns or whatnot. So getting uh, multiple kills in that aspect is, is normal. Oh, yeah. No, ex- exactly. But if you're smart enough and you've killed you know a couple times you go elsewhere um 
or else, it, you know, you're just going to keep dying. But yeah, I know this one and they were saying, oh, you know, it's a world record or whatnot. Cause I guess the previous record was, um, 85, but on that, um, you can't really, I, I you know, I, I'm sure there is a way to look at these records and whatnot. Um, but there was, where the heck was it on here that it said the next closest person to them. Um, and then, a, like you said, they posted it on Twitter, social media, whatnot, and it blew up. And even people are like, man, you got in the bottom 1%. I've been playing. I've never gotten, you know, the, the bottom 1% <laughs> lobby. And, and a lot of people were just like hosing them because, you know, you could s- click on them and see what their actual stats are. And it's like, well, yeah, you, you should have done that, but it, yeah, it, it, it was bad and it stinks because you get people that do this where you got people like me and you and, and whether, you know, they did it maliciously or not, or set it up that way. I don't know. I haven't seen any articles that have come out about it, whether these guys take it to the grave and say, oh no, that's, it just happened. That's what it was. Um, and that's how we got placed or, you know, if they kind of cheated the system, we don't know, but I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it stinks for people like me and you, her, you know, we have fun playing it. We enjoy it. You know, I'd say we're probably average players. You get some people that are just, I mean, we played with that little kid the other night, um, who was, you know, he did really well. He was really good at it. He, well, um, yeah. That's an understanding. He was better than both of us. Well, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. the kid I mean, was better uh, than both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and you get people that like I said, are just naturally, naturally good at it. And you get people that are like, I mean, we played with the guy the other night. He's like, Hey, this is the first time I played plunder in like a yep. long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and his buddy was sitting there just ragging on him the whole time. It had, a, I mean, we had a great time with them, um, because they were, you know, and I think cool that's the problem is, is people, people need to realize that. I mean, it's so easy just to have fun and play. So yep. And if I, I do a, see why it is, it gets it gets upsetting when you're someone's cheating like this in one way or another. Oh yeah, and Activision and Blizzard, or if they're both in the same or whatnot, have come out and said, "Hey, we have zero tolerance for it." I mean, if we see it and we suspect you for it, boom, you're done. Your account is done. I mean, not to say that you could go sign up and get another account, but I mean, it's it's which you can. Banned. Yeah, it's not that hard. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you still got to go through and do it, and especially if you were a high level or whatnot, you start back out at zero. But I guess, I mean, if you got the cheating software, you got it. Um, you know, so they got zero tolerance for it, but there's just so many people doing it. Like I said, I mean, it's got other consoles taken off the cross-platform cross, cross platform on it. And you get a lot of guys that play on YouTube, you know, the Nick Nick Merckx, Tim the Tapman, Shroud, you know, all those guys. And they're getting mad because they're good. They're professional gamers, probably half the people they play think that they're cheating, but they're just that dang good. good. Yep. Um, and they get half the time. I mean, you go and look at their YouTube channels and, um, or another one is, uh, that I like to follow is optic nade shot, or I guess he's nade shot. Now he's not optic. He's hundred thieves. Um, but they will sit there and they're like, dude, there's no way this guy got me. You know, he is cheating. They'll spectate him and start watching him. And their YouTube video is them they may die once or twice and they'll go back to the same guy. Like, okay, if this guy kills me right here where I'm at, he's cheating. Boom. Headshot done. So they go and spectate that kid. And the rest of their video is just watching him spectating them and be like, dude, there's no way he's cheating. He's cheating. 
and you watch their whole video of that and just the the insane shots that he's doing mm-hmm. and they'll call it out before he even does it they're like dude there's a guy over there watch she's gonna do this or he's he's got him all he sees him and then boom he's you know ha- it happens or halfway through all of a sudden you see him stop you know either turn off his aim assist or aim botter or whatever it is or stop running the program and it's like oh he's not doing it anymore it's like well, yeah, because you look and he's got like seven people spectating him because exactly. you know he's, he's cheating. So, I mean, all you have to do is just do a YouTube search and you see that everywhere. And it stinks because, you know, I like watching them, you know, the the YouTube guys. I think it's it's great. And just to see, holy jeez, what what they can do. Um, but then, you know, it because and like with anything that is. You know, whether it's PC or PlayStation that you could buy or get cheats to or anything like that, um, it's it stinks on it because like, hey, I'm here having a good time. And sometimes you just get in those lobbies where it's like, dude, I'm trying to do this thing. And this guy is just sitting here just picking me off because he's got, you know, the cheat codes or, or whatever in it. Exactly. So it, it becomes really aggravating, especially maybe when you're having a good game and have gotten racked up some kills. So but. I thought that was interesting, and then they went out and, you know, back to the original, uh, that they went out and posted it and just got completely obliterated online. I mean, you know, so far enough that the the website or app that they used that showed them where their lobby was at um, set, you know, had to redo their coding or programming that it would show it afterwards, because before it would show it as before you would start the game or as you get into it. Um, so it got them to change it. And like I said, the thing that stinks is they made that to show you, Hey, here's the competition that you were playing against in that lobby. Did you do good? If you did good, Hey, maybe right. because it might've been a lower lobby or Holy crap. I died, you know, five, you know, 500 seemed like 500 times. Like, Oh, well, yeah. Cause you know, I was playing the top 10%. It's like, well, that, that would be why, um, to kind of see what the competition is in it. So, I mean, it, it's, stinks but then you got people that are gonna exploit exploit it um like with with anything can't have anything good because you got people that'll that'll exploit it and then have to you know dumb it down but at least the nice thing is is because we played um resurgence uh rebirth the other night and got first had a great game and afterwards i went on that uh app where i did it through the website and it had everything in there it didn't show what our lobby percentage was but i could go back and look at it right now and it showed exactly how many kills i had you had it was trios so the other guy had the second place they're you know all the way Mm -hmm. down and the average for um kd for for the lobby so it was cool to go back and and look at that but anyways just yeah so a little little stuff there. We got a couple of things left for you. We're gonna go through them faster because they're not as deep as that one. Because that one is pretty big, especially cheating in the gaming community has become kind of a a no no. And um, uh, even that kind of any kind of unfair advantage. What the problem is, just so everyone knows, unless you're creating programs to actually cheat, cheat, everyone's trying to cheat. So that's yep. what you should. What know. were you gonna say that got nerfed today? Was it DMR again? DMR got fully nerfed. Really? Everyone is saying that's playing now is you can tell now because you're not hearing the DMRR shot. You're hearing the car the car 98 and you're hearing other stuff and the <laughs> Mac 10 got leveled out normal. So you can't be dinging people across the map. So everything got nerfed. Nice. Um, 
the next big one for me is so I've been reading the new Star Wars book. It's called The High Republic, The Light of the Jedi. Um, I call it reading. Um, I'm listening to it on Audible. But the big thing about this one is, is it's creating a new era. They said it could go for six years. Um, this book came out beginning of this month. The next one comes out February, I believe, 5th. Um, and that one I'm very uh, excited for because it's written by Claudia Gray, who uh, wrote one. I think I think she wrote uh, Lost Stars, which is what my first um, – another thank you to um, Connor from ConCon's Cantina. Um, I basically started reading the – yeah, Claudia Gray wrote the Star Wars Lost Stars. And Lost Stars is about two pilots in the Empire. And it's told from their story. So you experience things through them in the in the movie, basically, through them. So you're not a main character. You're in the side. So because of them, these are all the books that I have read because of Connor. I have read all the Thrawn books. So the original Thrawn, the first one, uh, Thrawn Alliances, Thrawn Treason, Star Wars Lost Stars. Um, I just finished Aftermath, the Star Wars Aftermath. I finished Star Wars Ahsoka. I'm after I finish this current one, if my new book doesn't come, which is the the new uh High Republic book that comes out soon, I'm supposed to be reading Star Wars I think it's Life Debt is the next one. I can't remember. Um and then I've read Thrawn Ascendancy, which is the new Thrawn book. And I have like six more to read. But this new book, um, you get more of like, it's almost like cl- the early, like Clone Wars and in, in Audible, but like way more Jedi, way more fun, way more explaining what's going on. So um, it's a fun little book to read. So if you're looking for something to get into right now, um, it's not a great book for, for people who are first starting trying to get in because there's so much stuff that goes on there that you don't know what's going on. And they throw little references here and there um, that you wouldn't even know what it is if you didn't watch or read a bunch of the other books. So start with something more fun like Lost Stars or something like that. But, um, yeah, I wanted to mention that because it's so awesome. awesome. Um, where, now, where does that take place at in the – in the Star Wars galaxy. I think it's 400 year. No, it's uh, 200 years before um, the prequels. Oh, okay. So it's the beginning, beginning. Beginning, beginning. But um, this is kind of a spoiler, not really, because um, it's mentioned in all Anakin the Anakin is Darth Vader? Oh, sorry. Um, no, uh, uh, Master Yoda is in this, because Yoda was several hundred years old so it yeah. makes sense yep. um so i'm glad we got that the next thing it leads into though is ubisoft that's how you say it ubisoft you know that right tim it's not ubisoft it's ubisoft ubi tomato tomato ubisoft is working on a news star wars open world game and this has had like a huge like tidal wave because people are like what about EA? Is EA still so no one knows what's really going on with the partnerships? EA said something today. I didn't even want to read it. I'm just super stoked that Ubisoft is working on a new open world game because you know they're the people behind Assassin's Creed. And when they got the first Assassin's Creed, I I hated it with the white hot rage because how much trouble it gave me, but it was an amazing game. So what would you rather do? You know, have EA keep doing the same clunky thing over and over again or Try it with someone who has mastered the art of open world and go with them. 
and have the possibilities be endless, which I am hoping they go with this new High Republic eras type stuff because you'll have more Jedi to choose from, more, you know, armor, uh, robes, things like that. I think it'd be super fun. Well, and I mean, when I think of EA, I think of sports games, EA right. sports, it's in the game. So when they, you know, started doing the Star Wars one, it's like, okay, we'll see how this goes. But, you know, like I said, um, Ubisoft, I think of you know, as something like that, especially with an open world game. And they've already done Assassin's Creed. And you've seen how that um, series has has progressed. Um, yeah. So I think it'll it'll be good. Plus, I mean, that's a perfect game for that because you could go do a lot of different things and different I mean you you have content for days on days on days I think the big problem with um, Star Wars is though you got to make sure you're careful because they do have to get things approved by proper people to make sure you don't put something out they don't want you to put out so that is one thing I will say is you everything gets run by the Star Wars people before which which could be good you know you you have that quality control there um, or ho- I, hopefully it is, and they don't go the opposite hand, opposite way, and you can't do anything. True, true. So, um, and then the last thing really in gaming is um, so Hogwarts Legacy. Tim may not know why this is such a big deal, and I'll explain to him if he doesn't. So, Hogwarts Legacy was the new game that was supposed to come out that was supposed to be kind of open world, um, has been delayed, and the big problem with this, Tim was Hogwarts Legacy was the game that was used by PlayStation to show the next-gen graphics for oh, gaming. So this really? was supposed to be like the platform, like the big one of the year getting released. Same thing for Xbox, because that was the big controversy. They're like, oh, hey, it's only on PlayStation? What the heck? And then Xbox is like, nah, we're getting two. So it was just kind of a big deal. And this is kind of... um because it's Portkey Gaming, and for those that don't know, everything used to have J.K. Rowling's name on it, but because she said some very stupid and insensitive things um, and kind of keeps burying herself and digging and digging a hole deeper and deeper, they're trying to get away from that, which is why they, apparently they want to do a Harry Potter movie is because they want to do a new one with um, no tie to her. That way they can kind of get her out of it kind of thing. But this was like the first foray outside of the harry potter game which no one plays anymore uh on your phone like into doing something new so it's kind of pretty big and um hopefully they don't get like um people don't know the halo people man Jeez, you don't want to make them mad you do not want to make them mad they're flat out telling telling people just scrap the game scrap halo infinite just just scrap it we don't need it so wow that's uh, that's interesting. So wasn't that supposed to be the big one that came out? I mean, the the new one that came out. That was supposed to be the game, right? For it. There has never been a launch of a new system for Xbox that has not had a new Halo game. That hasn't had a new Halo. Well, that's so, that's not that's not good because Halo is Xbox. I mean, that's their baby. Mm-hmm. That was the original one that did everything. So, right. Um, yeah, but now we go into Tim's favorite pile, the Disney pile. And the first thing, which is on our list, Tim can talk about the first thing that happened, the guy who retired, because it seems like everyone is jumping ship at Disney. It doesn't make any sense. So I think it's more of who the people that are retiring, it's what their job is, is why they're retiring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this one, I mean, you got 
Joe Rody that was, what was it, a couple weeks ago or last time we recorded. And, I mean, a lot of them are. It's not like, oh, my gosh, they're, like, in their early 40s. I mean, these guys have had a long career there. This one is um, another legendary Imagineer, Kevin Rafferty. Um, and he has been there for 42 years. So, oh, that, I mean, that's that, that's that's crazy. Um, and he's, I mean, done a lot of things. Um, the cool thing is, is that, you know, grew up in, in Southern California. So he always had that Disney tie and started out as a dishwasher at Disneyland in 1974. So in 78, he moved to Imagineering to work on Epcot Center. Um, and basically just kept working his way up and up. Uh, and he is, what was his final, see what his final job title was. Um, if it was just, cause all uh, the, all the pictures of him are in front of cars, uh, the cars land ride. Yeah. So he's a creative director and show writer at Walt Disney Imagineering is, is, is his, uh, uh job title but um he worked on Epcot Center he did uh if you've been Walt Disney World Sunny Eclipse that was his um did the two uh, Typhoon Lagoon Bl- Blizzard Beach the water parks there Tokyo Star Tours Tower Terror Carousel of Progress it's tough to be a bug Cars Land Midway Mania and a lot more so um which is funny cuz you know you got Joe Rody, who had his babies, um, and now you got Kevin Rafferty uh, on his babies as well. And it looks like his last parting one was the um, Vicky and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Also um, very project. recent. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Project that they just did um, at Walt Disney World and will be um, next couple years coming to uh, Disneyland. Um, and he retires effective April 1st. So no, it is. Not an April not a Fools. <laughs> not a joke. He he is done. So this year they've lost two big Imagineers um, at at Disneyland or Walt Disney Company. Uh, and like we were talking earlier, I mean, these guys are older. They're up there. Uh, they've had a long-lasting career. And like with anything, they're probably going to come back and be consultants or be consulted on projects. Or like most of them, they have their own probably consulting firm because... I mean, you would want that person to work on anything like Bob Gurr, who created, uh, you know, a lot of the Main Street vehicles, the Omnimover system, which you know in the Haunted Mansion um, and iterations of that before and that have came after like Little Mermaid. I mean, he did the Treasure Island show, The Boat That Sinks. That's what, that was what he did in Vegas. You know, <laughs> so he, he worked on that and a couple other projects. I think another one that he did was King Kong at Universal Studios. I think he's got ties to that or was uh, a, a consultant on that. Uh, so, I mean, these guys go out and work for, for other companies as well after their Disney career because of what they've done at Disney. And of course, I mean, they're not going to go out and say, hey, you know, do this and that because that's what we did at Disney. I mean, Disney's got patents and things that they, you know, keep and all these guys got to sign, sign NDAs um, as yep. well. If not, they get their butts sued sued off. And why would you want to do that? Um, so it, it stinks. But I think, you know, it's not like, like I said, they were up there in age, but time for them to to retire i mean they're still sharp-witted i mean shoot bob Gurr 
I mean, he drinks his martini every day, and I think he's 90-plus years old and sharp as a whip. Um, so, you know, now it's time for, for other people to come up, and especially now with the big lands that they've done, the Star Wars lands and all the new stuff, the Tron Coaster, Mickey Minis, Runaway Railway, Toy Story Land that they've done at Disney World, and then, you know, some stuff coming to Disneyland. It's time for other people to uh, to maybe step up and get into those into those roles and like you know he started as a dishwasher and now he's head of creative uh whatever it was at at imagineering so i mean doesn't mean you could start out anywhere and, and end up at the at the top if you you know have a good work ethic and and stay there and survive survive there long enough so it stinks to see him go but uh i wish him the best of luck in his uh next chapter in his life yeah, we'll see what he does next. Um, so we're going to rapid fire this stuff. It's mostly just kind of informative. The last one is really, really sad to me. But um, So Disneyland is going to serve as the mega COVID vaccine site. I thought this was funny because all the memes showed Minnie and Mickey dressed as doctors. Man, you, you guys do realize you're going to be in the parking lot or the parking structure. You're going to drive through. You're going to get your vaccine. You're going to get out of there. So that's basically what's going to happen. And you're not going into the park. It's not like a Disney run. You're going to go through the parking lot, and then that's it. So don't get too excited about that one. Yep. No, exactly. Yeah, it's just going to, it's going to be intense in the parking lot. If you've ever done a run Disney event, that's pretty much what what it's going to be is where the finish line is at. Yeah, exactly. Um and then downtown Disney celebrated 20 years. That's crazy. That's crazy to think, Tim, that basically on our senior trip was the first, when, it, when it had just opened. Yeah. Is that what yeah. it would have been? It would have been like three years old. Barely, barely. Cause we would, we would, we went, we went after. So yeah, it, was, it would basically be, um, or be two years old. Year, two years old. No, a year old. A year old. Yeah. A good year old. A That's crazy because I didn't go on that trip because I just went on a family trip um, right after Christmas between New Year's. Actually, we got home New Year's Eve at like 10 o'clock. Okay. Like we barely made it until midnight, which I didn't know. Obviously, that's the crowd. I mean, you know, growing up, we didn't go down there a lot. We usually went to Santa Cruz because it was cheaper and we liked it better. So that was like the first trip that I went with the family down there um, and didn't know it was the busiest time of year, but it was perfect because I was older. So me and the brother went off and whatnot, but man, that's, that's crazy. That cause I remember going to downtown Disney and the Napolini's, you could get a pizza slice and a soda for, I forgot what it was, a couple bucks. Mm -hmm. And that's what me and the brother did all, all the time would go down there or the uh, McDonald's French fry cart right there outside of big thunder mountain. Dude, I probably had on that trip. I think we went for maybe a week. Dude, I'm not joking because I think they were like a dollar. They were cheap. I mean, granted, you this is early 2000, so, but, I mean that that was pretty much lunch right there. I think I ate like 20 of them. Maybe that's why I like McDonald's fries nowadays. <laughs> but I mean that that was you know brand, like you said, damn near brand new when we went. Yeah, um, so you had that happen. And then we have the fact that this is weird. Um, they announced that Avengers Campus will open this year. If the so I don't know. Uh, well, 
I think they might just do something ceremonially just to have it open. Probably. If they can do that. It might just be maybe a couple actors like they did with Tower of Terror or when they switched over to Guardians of the Galaxy. And maybe you know, like Chapek and uh, Diamaro. And I can't remember the guy's name, the Disneyland president and do that. And OK, you know, congratulations. And maybe show some not necessarily media, but Disney media going through there and showing like that stuntronics, if that's still going to be in there. Um, yeah. And kind of a couple different things on it or show you like getting kind of getting on the Spider-Man ride, but not actually on it, like where it stops with, you know, the ride vehicle pulling up or something like that, just to give you a, a tease tease of it. So, or they could basically they could kind of do the same thing they did like when um the original president who's now the president of Disney World um when he um did that thing where he was walking through uh Galaxy's Edge before it was open and kind of showcasing oh. stuff kind of thing. You could do that kind of thing too, yeah. Yeah. Yep, no exactly. Actually speaking of president or not uh I saw today that uh jo- uh Josh Diamaro was uh walking through Epcot yeah, a couple of people were taking pictures with him, so that was. He's that very was, hands-on. He's probably one of the most cool. hands-on ones that I've seen before. That that's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. But um, anyways, then we have so park hopping will be is back at Disney World only after two p.m. till park close, which is seven p.m. now. So five hours is not enough time to park hop. That's so, weird because because when it first came out, they're like, "Oh, park hopping back, park hopping back." Okay, cool, awesome. Because before you could. Go to, I mean, go to one park and you could turn around and go right to another park. You know, you didn't, there was no time frame or anything on it. Mm. Um, it's a little harder at Disney World because it's not just two parks across uh, the Esplanade from each other. I mean, it's pretty much, um, you know, if you go to one park and then you get the transportation, whether it's um, by monorail, bus, or a boat, it's probably give or take. 20 minutes to half an hour till you get to the next park, depending on which one you go to. Maybe it could be shorter. Maybe it could be longer, which at least was my experience when I went. Well, there five, I mean, cause that's, that's what's crazy to me is so Disneyland, we went from tower of terror to splash mountain and me and my dad got there within 10 minutes. Yep. Yeah. It's very fast. So I was walking. So I oh, don't yeah. see how, especially with traffic, everyone trying to park hop, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I would just still stay in the same park and just plan it out. Like when uh, the wife and I went for our honeymoon, we planned to park a day. We went yep. for five days. And then we had the one day in between where we had a break all day long. And we went and watched yep. fireworks at night or whatever. And I, yep. I, I highly recommend for anyone that goes, if you stay on property or close to property, stay as close to Epcot as possible because they do have the best food options. You yep. can go in there. I will never stay anywhere but the Yacht Club or Boardwalk now because you can walk into the Epcot. And you yeah, can right there, that back entrance. You can get all the food. I mean, it was phenomenal. The Italian food, the Japanese food, everything was great. So, yep. And now a- they have a barbecue place in the USA one, which is supposed to be fantastic. And remnants of mm-hmm. the Big Thunder one that me and you tried to get into but couldn't we before couldn't, it left. Sadly, when we were there together, we watched the running of the goats. Um, right. That's funny. 
in the but, last. Yeah, no, it's interesting because, yeah. like I said, when the park hopping first came out, it was like, oh, how are they going to do it, especially with this? Oh, that's great. And then it comes out, oh, yeah, it's only after 2 o'clock, and it's until, obviously, until park closes. And like you said, with the parks closing early, it's like 7, yeah. Well, uh, okay. And most of the time, like I said, every park, you could pretty much, there's really no reason to park hop, in my opinion, unless – you are trying to do something in the morning at one park and something in the afternoon or reservations for different restaurants or shows or whatnot um, that you want to do. And maybe you're there on a limited time, but same thing with me and my wife, when we went there for the honeymoon um, and this was pre star Wars land, toy story land. This was five years ago. Avatar land was, there wasn't any floating rocks. It was floating steel. Um, they didn't even have the rocks or anything like that yet. Um, but so like Hollywood Studios, we did Hollywood Studios and um, Animal Kingdom in one day just because, you know, we hit the couple big rides there and then, you know, bounced it and we're out. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, you only have five hours to uh, to park. To hop, do so it. Right. When make, I get it, so it if you timed it, though, if you timed it, though, and you're like, I'm going to leave the park right at two o'clock and then go to yeah. one I want to go to. OK, um, breaking news, too, is the Disney Animal Kingdom vice president. Dewan Rivers retired, retiring too. So huh. another one retiring. Nice. So yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And the last thing that Tim wanted me to make me depressed to end the podcast, which was my favorite part that I thought was the coolest thing. So mind you, okay. So when I went to Disney World in 2011, that's when we went for our honeymoon. Um, when we went, it was the off season. It was March, which the spring, but it was. I think their spring breaks like April. So like. February and March, they're revamping a lot of stuff. So we stayed at the Yacht Club, and they're redoing it. So I'm not going to talk about the part that that we're going to talk about now. But after this part that we're going to talk about, you arrive at the facility, and they go, Mr. and Mrs. Blank. And we're like, yeah. And and basically, the only reason why they know is because you're on a shuttle, and they know you're coming. But they introduce you to the, the facility. They tell you how to make reservations, all this kind of stuff. It's great. And they stay in character. It's perfect. My favorite part, though, was... You're already hyped up. You know, we did a red eye because we wanted to take advantage of, look, we want to get there on Monday uh, morning, sleep till midday, go to one of the parks. Because we had five days, and there's only really three parks. I count them as three. You have Magic Kingdom. You have the Animal uh, Kingdom. You have Epcot. And you have Hollywood Studios, which, I mean, I count it, but Hollywood Studios can get done pretty quick. What's not called Hollywood? Is it called Hollywood Studios still? I can't remember. Uh, it was MGM. No, Studios. it was MGM. Now it's Hollywood. No, it's Hollywood. So um, you get picked up. You're kind of out of it, and you walk out, and there's this beautiful bus. It's like an old school bus, and it's basically it's the Magical Express. And when you get in, there's actually a video that tells you about everything that happens at the park, how everything works, how your fast passes work, how all because we used cards when we went. They didn't have the wristbands yet. So you had a card that was your room key, was your charge card, everything. And so you use it and they tell you everything. And then it finishes off playing a Mickey cartoon. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And it's going away. No more Magical Express. You have to use it before January 1. January 1 of 2022. Um, yep. Mir, it says Mir's transport will still continue providing their own transportation to the resort, which will be I, – I, I guarantee what you do is when you book it, it's going to tell you, oh, you need transportation. So instead of taking a taxi, they'll have some sort of service there. You, when you you sign up beforehand and you pay for it, it's probably like 100 bucks, and they'll drive you to the, the airport or the Yeah, no, that's, 
that's what we did because we didn't stay on property. Well, it was on property, but it wasn't a Disney. It's the Dolphin and Swan. It's the right. only one that's on property, which is right. It's in the same lake, like you said, as the Yacht Club and um, right. It's boardwalk. across. It's across the lake from the Boardwalk and Yacht yep, Club. Yeah. Exactly. It's the same boat that picks those three up. Picks. Yep. Picks the Dolphin and Swan up. And the Dolphin Swan is very hard to miss because it's got two towers, the Dolphin and the Swan. And on the Dolphin Tower, it's got huge dolphins up top, and yep. two big dolphins. And on the Swan, it's got two big swans. Anyways, yep. and the nice thing is, like you said, it's walking distance to Epcot. It's it's awesome. Um, and it's cheaper for us. It was cheaper than the other ones, but you don't get the perk. So anyways, but no, with, <laughs> with us, since we didn't stay on Disney property, we couldn't get the Magical Express. So we did the Mirrors one. Um, and I wish I would have stayed on property if that's how the Magical Expresses work, because ours was <laughs> a, a cargo passenger van, and we were the very last ones to get dropped off just with the people that signed up, because you do your, re- you know, get all your itinerary or whatnot, and it's like, okay, well, you know, for those of you that don't know, the Orlando Airport, it's not just a hop, skip, and a jump to Walt Disney World. I mean, it is it's nuts. a good... It's a good half hour, 45 minute drive. Yes, um, it is. And I mean, it's straight freeway, but it's it's a, it's a drive there. Don't think, oh, hey, it's just right there. Um, and when you're in a, you know, 12 person cargo van, uh, I mean, it's it was a nice van. Don't get me wrong, but you're all in there and he's got to hit every stop and we're the last ones. I mean, it took almost an hour and a half um, to get there, but you know, like you said, hey, here's the transportation. You could either taxi it, which is going to be X amount. Uh, you can't do the Magical Express. And then they have, you know, they recommend the Mirrors one. And you go down there and, you know, hey, get your luggage. Go down there, check in. Okay, hey, yeah, you're going to be in Bay 3. Wait for the car to come back and load up and tell the driver where you're, where you're going to go. So it's definitely an option. And like I said, I can't remember what it was. I'd probably say anywhere from 75 to 150 bucks because um, I can't. I'm sure it's a per person charge so if it's one of you it's going to be one if it's two it's two but, yeah um don't expect or, or at least in our case it wasn't a big fancy store charter bus or the magical express bus definitely saw the magical express bus they have like, a lot hey, of them there there's a lot right? of them there. there there's like 10 or 15 just sitting there i'm like hey can i just jump on that they're like uh no and here comes and you our don't even and you don't even like fan. grab your that's the crazy part when you do the magical express you don't even grab your bags oh really they get it off the carousel and everything they get for everything you? For, yep you, you don't grab that's, nothing they grab everything I, for you i thought you would grab it off the carousel and put it in the bus and then from no. there it, it goes no because once you get there at the resort and check in and everything i mean your luggage is like in your room like yep. you either like what they well, what what they actually do is they like when you leave you 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 put a tag on it that's design, designated for them to grab and they scan it. There's a separate separate barcode on your bag for that. And then what happens is when you get there, they're like, oh, we'll take care of the bags. They meet you up top, so they're the only one that's up top. And then what happens? Oh, is, okay. Yeah, it comes back down, and then after it comes back down. They go, oh, your bag will be there. And I think what they do is is they basically, when they have multiple times people coming in, they don't make anyone wait, and they just get all the bags at once and then deliver a full load. And they literally knock on your door, and you open it, and they scan the inside of your door with a barcode in there. It tells you that your, your luggage got there. Oh, that's awesome. So 
when you went up into your room, was your luggage already there or it was no, on its it, way? It got there about an hour after um okay. after we got there. So it wasn't okay. that at all. That's that's cool. That works. works and I mean, out. we were checking in and doing that kind of stuff. And you gotta yeah. think too. So it, it I they may even have a van that just picks up the baggage and they don't even put it on the thing. They probably just grab it real quick and put it in a van and drive Probably over there and then, start, and then just deliver and they drop it off at the hotels money. fast that way they're not waiting for you to check in and do all the stuff like that so they let you leave yep. ahead of time and then they go get multiples and do that kind of thing because yeah. you got to think there's what six oh, or six. seven different hotels there oh that are, I, that are I, part I, yeah, of at, at that are actually a part of on on site yeah <laughs> yeah got the safari one you have the sports one you have the music one yeah you have well then i mean the and, two that and we I'm, were by like the all-star resort one that's got like two or three different ones in just that one but no i mean like you could drop off the one bags at that one spot though and then they'll get delivered yeah. somewhere else yeah so you yeah, have yeah, like yeah. you have like five or six hotels that are in that thing and that was crazy we were the only ones in the whole bus <laughs> that was it just us really i wow. think it's because we got there on monday well, morning I would and say we, you guys did a red eye, so it's not like you're coming in Friday afternoon. Or no, Thursday we got there Monday morning. Like, like we were legit in Atlanta at 7 a.m., and all these business people were getting on. We were the last uh, ones to get on the plane because it was all these people that had first class or priority because they're they're business people. Because and I'll never to end this podcast. I'm going to tell you how much I hate airlines right now. So we flew from San Jose to Atlanta, and then Atlanta to Orlando, Atlanta. So San Jose to Atlanta is like, I think it was like a six hour flight. I want to say seven hour flight. And so we get there, you know, and I slept and actually turns out I should not have been flying because I had a sinus infection. And so apparently if you fly with a sinus infection, you literally can burst a blood vessel in your eye. You can have a lot of problems. So we get there. I'm fine. Mind you, mind you, my wedding day, Tim knows the day before I was watching rugby and taking NyQuil and all this stuff because I was sick as a dog. So we get to Atlanta, we get on the plane. The longest flight we had this whole trip was the one from San Jose to Atlanta. Because the other one we did, we did Orlando to L.A. And the wind was with us, so it was only like a six-hour flight. And then we flew from L.A. to San Jose. Well, the flight from Atlanta to Orlando was like an hour, if that. And there was full-on satellite TV on this thing. We could watch live news. I'm like, why do I not? Why didn't I have a live TV on my? There was no screens or anything going from <laughs> San Jose to Atlanta. So the longest flight, and I'm like, this is crazy. Mind you, I hate flying with the passion. So when I flew for work recently, all of them had TV. So thank God for Guy Fieri and Bobby Flay because they got me through those trips. But um, let's just say my flight back from when I went from. Uh, Orlando to LA, I thought my eye was going to explode because the pressure was building up and it was just horrible. It was bad, but that's just my little rant about airlines. But I am sad to see the Magical Express go because it kind of it seems like they screwed up and they because I know that they're getting rid of they got rid of all the Minnie Mouse like Ford Explorer taxi things. Yeah, that did not last long at all. No, and someone said like they could see them all at dealerships around the area. They got rid of them. Yep. And then, so it looks like they're going to try and avoid. Like, Which sucks you know, because those came out, and I know some people that took them, and they were like, "Oh, they are awesome! They're fantastic! You pay a little bit more, but I mean, you—it's basically an Uber for you, only just in the resort area." Uh-huh. And then, and then COVID happens, and they have this whole fleet, and then gone. Really, nobody's really doing yeah. it because so. then you'd have to sanitize it every time. Yep. 
So thank you, COVID. But, but yeah, that is it for us tonight. We want to thank you all for listening. Like we always say, check us out. All of our social medias. Just go to link uh, linktr dot ee slash FOMOcast Gaming. It has our it has our Apple Podcasts. It has YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitter. It has our merch page. It's everything. Also, make sure to check us out. Uh, check Tim out, TC Mendo, on um, Twitch. So you can see him play too whenever I'm not playing. I like to watch Tim crash vehicles and laugh at him while I'm watching him. And I'm not twice on. Twice in one game. Twice in one game. And I felt bad for that guy you were playing with. So, hey, he's, hey, he still stuck with me. So he, he did. That's true. So uh, for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you next time. <laughs>